Hey, well, good morning, Christ Fellowship. How's everybody doing? It's great to be here. Um, I was out last week. We, uh, James Albright, I don't know if he's in this, there he is, in this service. We had a great trip together to Zagreb, Croatia, where he and Laura, his wife, along with Roger and Aaron Massey, planted a church in Zagreb uh, in 2004 and five. And uh, we were there last week. These are the leaders that were raised up. And Goran and Maya have been in the point role for the last number of years. But we recently, on this trip, actually got to lay hands and pray over Damir and Maya. Damir is going to be in the, in the lead role moving forward. And it's, it's just a great transition. They all love each other. Uh, Goran's in a little different season of life. But these are great, great guys. I think there's another picture there maybe of, of the actual... Uh, Goran getting to say some words over Damir. Uh, just the whole, whole trip was great. And so I want to thank Yancey Smith, who, uh, Dr. Yancey Smith, one of our elders who spoke last week for while I was out and did a great job. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that message, uh, give it a listen. Yancey is a precious brother and um, just a great, uh, I love working on messages with him. And uh, he's actually out this morning with a little illness. But um, hey, before I go into this message, I just feel like we need to pause just a minute. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And uh, maybe just pray for a minute. Um, you know, that. Uh, so let's see, we, we all know about Paris. And maybe not everybody knows, maybe as much about Lebanon happened the day before, like 40-something people killed, 200 injured. Paris, of course, is a massive loss of life. And then just that got me to thinking, too, just about how many tens of thousands in Syria have been being killed. And, and just, you know, our brothers and sisters are in the midst of that whole mess, just Christians. And uh, I don't know who is and who isn't, but I, I want us to pray just for the compassion of God in this whole thing. You know, it's, it's uh, our families, our systems. And when something happens with Kim or Emily or Matthew, that affects me. Our, our church is a system. You know, when something happens with one of us, it affects all of us. We're not, we don't live disconnected, isolated, individualistic lives that don't affect other people. And really, if you take that out to the kind of the big picture, um, we're humanity. You know, and when another part of the world is hurting, we need to be praying and asking God to move in that situation. And so let's pray. Father, uh, we come this morning just asking for mercy for your compassion to be poured out, Lord, in Lebanon, in Paris, France, Lord, in Syria, in the name of Jesus, Lord, where there's just painful, hurtful things happening, things that do not make sense, things that do not reflect uh, your life, love, or the kingdom of God. And we're asking, Lord, that your kingdom would come and that you would move in the midst of, of, of great, uh, just, Lord, the enemy's work and, and, and horrible Horrible decisions. Lord, you'd move in the midst of all of that and, and bring your compassion, your love, your care for people, Lord. Just, and just I pray somehow, Lord, that your, your kingdom would come and, and people would, uh, Lord, have mercy, you, that they would not respond tit for tat, but would respond in the way of the kingdom, would respond in the way of Jesus, and uh, they would be uh, merciful. Lord, somehow, just give us all grace. Lord, even in our own spheres, as we process this ourselves, I pray that we would have kingdom, kingdom responses uh, to just what's going on in the world around us. Help us, Lord, we, we are not, we're in the world, but we are not of it. Help us 
Lord, release your kingdom in and through us and have compassion on the world that's hurting around us, that needs Jesus, that needs the kingdom, needs your life and love. Release it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, open your Bibles, if you would, to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, Bibles or electronic, you know, whatever you're using to uh, pull up scriptures. We're going to have it up here on the front as well. And uh, let's uh, read this together, debating, and going to just go ahead and go for it since I didn't bring these up here. Okay. Anybody else? Just wave them like you're proud. Come on, wave them like you're proud. There we go. Notice the zero hands over here. Zero. One day. Okay, here we go. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like. I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. So the moment when the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Lord, give us light in the reading of your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are wrapping up a series, a four-part series today that I've entitled, uh, we've entitled Basic Training with Jesus. And one of the things we've been looking at over the last several weeks is that basic tra- it takes the use of muscles to get used to, you know, if we're not used to the kingdom way of life, it takes, we have to do some training to actually Get used to walking in that way. So Jesus comes, and he comes on the scene, and he goes out and he starts preaching this message. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And he says, hey, the kingdom is here. And you see Jesus in his life, in his ministry, in his death, in his resurrection, in his ascension, all of that is God's expression of love for the world, for humanity. But he also did some teaching. He did some teaching that explained the way the kingdom actually works. So he says, look at me, believe in me, trust in me. I'm proclaiming the good news about this reign, the reign of God. And it's coming, you know, it's here. But there's also some training that you do along the way. He chooses 12 apostles, and then he begins to do this this sermon here in Luke 6 that's called the Sermon on the Plain. So it's kind of like the short version Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so we're getting through this thing, but it's it's difficult. You know, when you look at the the teaching of Jesus, it's it's difficult. It's different. Um, How many of you ever thought, wow, that's a pretty hard thing that Jesus is asking us to do? Six, seven, eight, yeah, a lot. So it it is. There, There are things you go, wow, I, you know, when he comes and he says, you know, Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you when men insult you and they exclude you and, and persecute you and hate you because of my name. But those are hard things. It's like the world is upside down, this thing that Jesus is proclaiming. And so in a lot of ways, our quick response is to say, that's not practical. You know, I don't know if that can be done. I'm going to not really focus on that. Ever done that? 
just kind of, we let ourselves off the hook. So let me just, just Jesus is doing some training here today that he wants us to get some basic training. And so I've got a great way of illustrating that today by this little video on the backwards brain bicycle. So let's look at this. Yeah. Okay. So you get the idea there. There's something really crazy going on. And it's a great illustration of how things are different in the kingdom of God. Doesn't mean it's always just opposite. It's just sometimes, you know, you, you try to ride the bike in the kingdom and it's like, love your enemies. Right? Don't judge people. You know, it just doesn't always work in the same way in, in our minds. And Jesus is calling us. This whole basic training thing is a way of following him that's not necessarily the way we would think. Forgive even when you've been hurt really bad. Forgive anyway. Forgive as you've been forgiven, which is complete in Christ. So it's this radical kind of way of thinking. And, you know, if we just try to do it on our own without trusting in Jesus all along the way, it's like we're blind, Jesus says, and we're calling people to come follow us. Y'all, come on. It's the blind leading the blind. You know, the Pharisees studied the Bible like crazy all the time, and yet they missed Jesus when he was right there face to face with them. One of the things they did was just getting really, really precise about all the little elements of the law and then would point out specks in other people's eyes. You've got this little thing needs to get out of there. All the while, they've got the log in their own eye. Now, the big deal about that is that the law, rather than something that was fencing them off from the rest of the world where they wouldn't interact with the world, they were supposed to be a light to the nations. So that was supposed to mark them out as God's people, but they were supposed to be a light to the nations, not saying the rest of humanity's, you know, no good. They were supposed to be a light. So here they are pointing out specks in other people's eyes when this great log of you're a light to the nations of the world, Jesus is pointing that out here, blind leading the blind. So it's a, it's a big deal. They didn't, uh, they didn't think that way. And that's, that's kind of how that bicycle illustration throughout this sermon is going to help us out. Last week, Yancey talked about how a tree can't bear fruit that's different from the kind of tree that it is. So a good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. And the point there is that it comes from the inside out. And that's something we want to work with in just a minute. But before we get there, there's an there's a idea that I want us to talk about here because sometimes when teaching like this comes up about Jesus and what he's trying to get us to do to walk in the way of the kingdom, we go, I just kind of want to blow that off. I don't, I, do I have to, isn't, isn't that like 301, 401, 50, like graduate level classes to actually follow Jesus? Because it's a lot of times just in the Christian world in general, I, you know, nobody's specific, but it's like there's this idea out there that Jesus come and came and said, hey, heaven's the goal, and if you believe these certain things on the entrance, require, on the entrance exam into heaven, then you get in. And it's not that heaven's, I mean, we're going to heaven when we die in Christ. That's awesome. Amen. It's just that's not the whole story. And if you, look at the, if you really look at what Jesus talked about, he's not trying to get people to go to heaven when they die as much as he is trying to experience the reign of God right now. The kingdom, the life, the love, the abundance, 
the, the beauty, the making things right, the where things are wrong on the earth. It's like, because when you look at the end of the story, what you see is, yeah, when we die, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But that's not the end of the story. When you read the end of the story, heaven actually comes down and merges with a renewed earth, new heavens and new earth. It's called new creation. And we are going to be raised from the dead. We're not Greek Gnostics that are going to be just floating around in disembodied spirits. We're going to be raised from the dead bodily. And I tell you, every time I say that real dramatically like that, it's like people go, ooh, kind of cow at a new gate. Anybody know what that means? I don't either. I've heard it means something like new. I'm not a cow. I'm not really a farmer. I think it's a farmer thing. But just, ooh, I, I can just imagine like, ooh. Uh, uh. I made that point so long my iPad went off. So we're going to move on. But that wasn't the plan of Jesus. The plan, yes, believe in Him, trust Him. He died for our sins. We're going to be with Him forever. His life comes inside of us. But He wants us to actually follow Him. He wants us to live a life of trusting obedience to Him and, and helping to make things right, expressing love on the earth. And so today we're wrapping this, this series up where it's, you know, we're learning, it's, it's learning to ride the kingdom bike. You know, it's, it's doing some, some training, you know, what, what are these called deep lunges, you know, for people that have knees that can do that stuff. And I go to the workout place and I, I see them marching up and down doing that thing, you know, and I go, well, I might try to do that. And then that thought goes away. <laughs> but, uh, but, but there's training. You use different muscles when you train in different ways, and that's what this whole, whole thing has been about. Here's the message in one soundbite. It's this. Jesus wants us to be fully trained, wise builders who trust and obey him from the inside out, from the inside out. Let's say this, from the inside out. That's what he's doing, fully trained. So let's look at a a summary of these, these verses. This is just kind of wrapping up this whole series today. And the first piece is this. Jesus wants us fully trained. Verse 40, a student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. So, you know, we say this a lot, but I just want to keep emphasizing it for us that we're not just kind of parked here waiting uh, to die and go to heaven one day. Jesus is wanting us to be conformed to his image. Get a good look at me. I say this from time to time. I'm changing and I'm not just changing because I'm getting deeper uh, bags under my eyes and, and this is getting wider and lesser. And when I see all that in the mirror, I say, Kim, keep, keep telling me I look good to you. She's like, oh, you are so fine. And <laughs> this is just, I don't know what, how you guys do it. And we don't have as, as many older people in the room today, but, um, but that's the way we do it. And then she does her little mantra and I say, you are so fine. And, and yeah, that's... Just get ready if you're younger. <laughs> so our goal, though, is to be lifelong learners. Just say that. To, just, we want that inside of us. I want to be a lifelong learner. I want to be fully trained. I'm not there. I'm in a, but I'm committed, though, to just continuing on this path. And sometimes I, I stumble. Sometimes I'm rocking it and feel like I'm just doing, you know, just, you know, and slinging the bat over to the dugout. 
you know, there's different seasons. You know, we go through different aspects of life, but our continued set goal is that we would have our eyes on Jesus. We are being conformed into his image. The promise is the more you look to him, trust him, say yes to him, the promise is we are being conformed into his image. That's what we want to do is be disciples who are being trained fully to become like Jesus, the one we love. And we do that here. We do it in the context of community. We do it in our small, in our life groups. We do it life on life discipleship. We need each other to do the one another's. Love one another, serve one another, care for one another, encourage one another. I can't do that by myself. It'd be kind of, kind of weird. I'm just, what are you doing? I'm encouraging myself. Well, yeah, yeah I can't encourage myself. I can love myself. But it's totally different when Ben comes and has a word for me because we're living life in community. You know, when Tony comes and just gives me a hug and encourages me. So I appreciate this. I just want to say I am not encouragement averse. I am for it. Just, and just like a public statement. Well, he's for that. I'm, I am for encouragement. And I need it. And you do too. And that's why we walk together. But it's like the bike. If I'm going to be trained, you know, I've got to learn. You know, there's things. Jesus says, love your enemies. I have, have a mentor in Georgia, and he would say to me, well, Jamie, it means something. <laughs> Just about a lot of stuff Jesus says, well, it means something. And so, you know, we're writing this, and I want to not deal with that. And so I, you know, love your enemies, Bam. But what I didn't tell you about the rest of that story was that he, he rode that bike and he practiced that thing every day for eight months. And then after eight months, he said something shifted in his mind. And all of a sudden, where he, instead of falling, he was able to just start, start doing it. And it just started happening. It's like, and I think that's the way things work in the kingdom sometimes. It's like we fall and we fall and we fall. And all of a sudden, by God's power, all of a sudden, we start having breakthrough. And it doesn't mean that there's not lots of other areas. We get new areas, and it's almost like we're trying to ride the bike again. Does that make sense? Yeah. But we want to be fully trained. We want to grow up and have more and more of those moments when it, when it uh, clicks. And personally, I found a lot of those happen under pressure. I wish I could say it was like, you know, when everything was just great, and I was sitting home reading a book one afternoon, and it all came together. It, a lot of times, it's like, Middle of the night, praying, Jesus, oh God, have mercy. Anybody do the God, oh God, help, oh God, help prayers? Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's in those. So fully trained. Second one, Jesus wants us to be wise builders. We say that together. Jesus wants us to be wise builders. And it's, it's important. You know, he says, when somebody hears my words, this is what it's like. They come to me, they hear my words, and they put them into practice. He's like... A man building a house digs down, lays it on the foundation of rock. And so we want to be uh, wise builders. Jesus wants us to know that there is a way that things really work. And that's the whole point of Jesus' kingdom teaching. It's not like, hey, you might try this on and see if it works. Rather, he's saying, this is the way life works. This is the way it really works. And we can we can bang up against it and say, no, it's not love. No, it's not love. No, it's not forgiveness. No, I should be judging. You know, but life doesn't really work like that. It hurts us. 
It hurts other people, you know. And so there really is a way that he's calling us to be wise builders. And let me just also say, too, that uh, wise builders, he's not going for just moral, external, you know, you know, like he's trying to raise up these robots that just kind of do things right, you know, on the surface, you know, and it's just kind of porcelain and hard. He's looking for something on the inside that we would be the people on the outside that we really are on the inside, you know. And there's times when I've done some stuff just because I knew it was the right thing to do and kind of took some steps forward in it, but he will change our hearts in the midst of all it. It's inside-out change that he's going for. You know, a lot of times we can't tell, um, you know, so it's, it's about obedience. It really is. But we can't tell about if it's a heart obedience until the storms of life come. When storms come, you can tell what kind of foundation you're building on. Okay, whether it's Jesus or whether it's sand, you know, something else, or just these other non-kingdom ways of, of living. A few years ago, uh, Kim and I were... Uh, looking at buying another house. We were going to move into it. She had a dream to live in an old house. And, uh, and so we got, really, got a contract and looking at this house, had an engineer, structural engineer come. And, and we were in the middle of a drought in Fort Worth. So the basement wasn't a problem for us in anything that we'd seen. Anybody know that basements in Fort Worth can be, could be, can be, possibly be a problem? And we should have picked up on that. There was a uh, stain line about three feet up on the wall all the way around the basement. And, <laughs> seriously. And, uh, you know, and so we meet with the engineer guy, and he says, well, it looks good right now, but wait until the storms come. And when the storms come, you're going to find out what this, what this deal is really all about. He said, you know, you can probably, you could take a few good strokes in this open spot in the basement. Uh, you know? And so we were like, wow. And just reflecting back on that, I'm like, you know, that's the way, that's the way life works. You know, it's when, you, when the storms of life come, you find out what is the basement like? What is the foundation like? And the Lord's calling us to be wise builders, to build on the one solid foundation, the rock, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. So then the third piece, Jesus wants us to be fully trained wise builders, and wants us to be connected to life. And this is the internal part. This is, uh, Yancey touched on this last week, no tree, verse 43, no good tree bears bad fruit, and no bad tree bears good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The whole point here is that this is an inside-out uh, way of looking at life. There's only one way to have real lasting fruit, and it's got to be something that grows from the inside. Just here's the thing. There's uh, only one person can live the Christian life. Did you know that? There's only one person that, that could ever do it, can ever do it, will ever do it. It's Jesus Christ. We need the life of Jesus. And he comes to live in us by his spirit, and it's like then fruit starts being born in our lives. Well, the more we trust Him, the more we walk with Him, the more we obey Him. And even though it's experimental, you know, and nobody does it perfect, when we're walking with Him, fruit starts being born in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all those different things. And, you know, without the life of Jesus, it's like we're taking a big cluster of grapes 
and duct taping it onto our arm. You know, and it's not real. It's not flowing from inside out. It's not, it's not life. And so he's calling us to life. And that's the, you know, when you see the Lord, when Jesus says, Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say, it's like he's not just going for the outside moral externals. He wants us being shaped, changed, inside out, changed down in here so that what's happening in here is reflected out into our real lives. That's what he's going for. That's what it means to be connected to his, to his life. And uh, yeah, so Lord, help us with this thing. When, you know, if we don't get this, and, and here's my little secret. You know, I, I kind of already said it, but everybody, everybody likes secrets, so you might want to write this down. You can't do this life apart from God. You, you just can't do it. You, you can't do this life apart from God. So... When I'm living and trusting in Jesus, the power of His Holy Spirit, receiving God's love in my life, it's like something just comes alive in me and there's power from heaven to live this way. Now, if we don't do that, we can hear these words about obedience and when we'll, we default without the... We think we can do it on our own strength or something. Without a connection to life, we often default to performance. Anybody know what, you know, you know what that's like? It's like, okay, I need to do this thing. I'm not really trusting in God for this right now, but I can just do it. I can just dig down, focus, write my to-do list, and get this thing done. And it's just a different way of, of thinking. Or we default to what we do well, and we draw a little circle around ourselves about what we do well and what we think about and the ways we think about stuff. And then people that aren't in that circle... We kind of look down on them or they don't do the stuff that we do well, so we judge them a little bit. And that kind of, you know, kind of makes us feel better about ourselves. Is this like weird? Like everybody's tracking. Okay. It's like landing. Okay. Just making, just checking. You know, it's, it's, there's such a tendency toward this stuff if we're not connected to life. The foundation must be Jesus, this life that's lived from the inside out. And let me just uh, finish today with a word about the way of Jesus. Um, Jesus comes from the bosom of the, from the heart of the Father, from all eternity, face-to-face relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He comes into our darkness as a man. God becomes flesh, the incarnation. Jesus lives 30 Three years, walks around, does ministry, lives and shows us a life of what it looks like to be totally dependent on the life of another and express that as a human being, which is the way we're actually called to live, to live by the life of another. So then Jesus, uh, wrongly accused, unjustly murdered by sinful men, goes to the cross, dies this death on behalf of all of humanity, into the tomb, raised by the power of God on the third day, ascended to the right hand of the Father after 40 days, there He is back into this forever relationship and bringing us into this fellowship of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Right? So there's a piece of that, though, that He calls us into. And it's like we don't like to hear this part, but this is, this is our journey. And it's the cross and resurrection part. You know, Jesus says, I'm going to the cross and it's something I have to do. No, we don't want you doing that. 
No, it's something I have to do. And then he goes through that death and comes out the other side. But the interesting thing is he calls all of us to do the same thing. You know, I mean, he's done it on behalf of all of humanity. But in really living life, he calls us into the same kind of life where we have lots of these. It's like a paradigm almost for growing up in Jesus that you have to go the way of the cross. That hard things happen and you have to die to your old ways of thinking about stuff, old ways of emoting. And you know, they're used to, you just, somebody come and you go, oh, ah, and you just blow up. And God says, no, I want you to, that, that needs to go to the cross. Like for real, you know. And then, but on the other side of that is this much more beautiful, much more loving, much more wonderful kingdom expression of how emotions ought to look in a truly human person. You know, and so it's this constant, continual, ongoing process of cross and resurrection. It's the way of following Jesus. It's just, you know, in, a, in, in this message of basic training with Jesus, I just got to let us, let us in on this thing. You know, it's, it's going to affect how we respond when hard things happen with our spouses or with our kids or with our roommates or with our parents. You know, all around, all the different situations that are represented here in this room, it's a big deal, you know, and it helps explain, you know, things that we could never come up with, this, this kingdom bike stuff, love your enemies, and we're going, bam, uh, bam, you know, and then all of a sudden, by His life and power and grace in us, we're able to, to navigate some pieces of this thing, and it's... And I tell you, there's nothing like it when you taste it. You don't want to go back to, to living the other way. It's just this kingdom way is, is awesome. It's wonderful. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. There is training. Jesus is saying there's training. But here's the deal. This is the way God is. This is the way reality is. It's not that it might be. Love your enemies. He's saying the way reality. That's what God is like. God's already done it, shown it, expressed it. He loves His enemies. And to be like, this is the way God is, and we learn to ride that bike. This is, way God, this is what God does. This is the way the, the, the kingdom is. This is the way God's reign is. To, to live like God is really reigning on the earth is to live in this way. I mean, what if God, what if Jesus was really reigning everywhere on planet earth? This is the way we walk that out. And it's coming. <laughs> Praise God. You know, and it's, and it's started in us who are being conformed into His image, who are walking this journey out. You know, and it's, He told us it was going to happen. He said, one time He looked at the temple and He said, this is coming down, but in three days I'm going to rebuild this. And how He does that is by pouring His life into every temple all around us, we're just individual temples, we're houses, we're abodes for the living presence of God. And together as a group, whoa, you know, it's powerful what God does through us together as His people. Absolutely mind-boggling, absolutely incredible. Jesus Christ has done it. He's done it. It's absolutely wonderful. And it continues to get realized in us. So how does this happen? And I just want to call us just again today, we're about to do some ministry, but just practically. It takes practice. 
Okay, and that's okay. Be an experimenter with the ways, just practice hearing, walking with, talking with. One of the best ways you can renew your mind is to have an ongoing conversation. When you have thoughts that come through your mind, talk to God about it. Talk to Jesus about it. You have some funky, weird thought that comes through. Anybody ever just like, oh my, that's from hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that, Jesus. And you're like, yep, that's from hell. You know, and so your mind gets renewed. I reject that. Lord, in your name, Jesus, I reject that. You know, and then he just, and how to love people, how to talk, how to walk with people, how to, how to just walk this thing out. So it's practice, listen, walk, talk, get your mind renewed, be filled with the Spirit, practice obedience, learn. The whole time you're learning to ride the bike. And some of those things, sometimes I've learned to hear God by the wrong things that I've done. You know, I'd like, I thought something was God, like, bam. I don't think that was the Lord, you know. But then there's lots of other times like, yes, that's the Lord. And I'm growing in Him as I'm walking in this way. And I am committed to this, and I'm calling us. This is the way of Jesus, to be committed to lifelong learning, fully trained, wise builders who trust and obey in the power of the Holy Spirit, who are being transformed and changed from the inside out. And in the midst of all of that, He's going to do something glorious. And awesome, and it's on this trajectory that we're on where His glory one day is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. Kind of crazy and kind of awesome. And we're in it. We're in process. Y'all stand up. Worship team, come on up. Get the ministry team to come up as well. If you're visiting with us, we do this at the end of every service. We just take a little time to respond to the Lord and just to say, Lord, what do you want to do here in me? And this is really an important part of what's going on. Just to pray in, Lord, what are you wanting to do in me? And so, yeah, let's just pause. And even as I do that, I'm just reminded, I really feel like the Lord wants me to say that He loves you, that He is for you, that He is so much more for you than you can even ever imagine. And His grace, it's enough. It's enough to carry us through all that He's calling us into. It's the best life. It's absolutely the best life possible. And He's saying, come on. Come on, take the next step. Now, don't let there be excuses about what happened 10 years ago or all those kinds of things that we'd say, I just can't do it because Jesus is wooing, beckoning, calling by the power of the Spirit. And He's saying, I want to see you become like me and release the Father's love and goodness and His kingdom on the earth. So, you know, we've got all these things that need to happen in us that are different because we're different people. But you know what? In these kinds of times, man, let's go for it. The front's going to fill up with people getting prayer, you know, but if, if the Lord's speaking anything to you about growing in Him, pressing on, being a lifelong learner, all that kind of stuff, then get somebody to pray for you. And just, it just, it's good when somebody lays a hand on your shoulder and says, Lord, let it happen in their life. Don't, don't miss this opportunity right now for change for life change. We want to grow up. We are not content with staying where we're at. Lord, change us, conform us 
Make us like you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Father, pour out your love in those that need to hear it. Whatever your need is, please don't leave without getting some help, getting some people to pray for you. Here we go. Just let's go. Let's fill up the front. Get prayer. Lord, we're pressing into you today. Let revival come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, speaking to you. Be bold. Go for it. Press into him. Get somebody to pray for you.